1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. Art is going to say to Mike, we love you, we adore you, we're going to give you two or three more years and we're going to give you all of this money. Is that cool? Are there any... Are there any uh things are like uh, strings attached to are that? Are there Rooney? any strings attached to that exactly? There should exactly. be. Exactly. And that's that's in my opinion that is that is the reason why we've heard the Schefters and the glazers report the kind of things that they have about Tomlin not because it's Tomlin's way of trying to drive up his price. I, Rooney wouldn't go for that. It's because maybe Mike thinks When that conversation happens, that the owner is going to give him a couple of things to do or that he wants. Conditions for his money. Conditions, exactly. And that Mike really is not going to go, Mike doesn't want to go for that.
0: So you're coming around to a different version of my little leverage theory from yesterday. And
1: Chris, he might think that Mm -hmm. if the owner told him to fire a coach mid-season. This is an
0: area where I would argue that the owner, unless the head coach has been holding out on us, which I don't think he has been, the owner would be right to attach some conditions. You sit down and say, how do we get take the next step, assuming their season ends this Sunday afternoon in Buffalo? And Mike doesn't say, hey, Art, I realize that we need to commit more resources to really getting innovative on offense. Not even innovative so much, but getting better and more explosive and more consistent. We need to do a lot of things on that side of the ball. I, I know I'm a defensive guy, whatever. If that doesn't come out of his mouth... And if he doesn't say, and I've got a real legitimate list of guys that I think we need to interview for this job, then I would truly be very skeptical of the direction
1: he wants to take this team. Well, look, I can, I, th- can I give you a hypothetical? Sure. Here? So, where did Art Rooney get his last offensive coordinator from for Mike? And it worked out to some degree. Todd Haley coming here. He's a he's a his dad worked for the team, Pittsburgh guy, Pittsburgh lifer, guy. all those yes. things. What if Art goes to Mike and says, Hey, Mike, we want you back. Here's the money and everything else. I would really, really like for you to interview Luke Getze t- to be I, the offensive I, coordinator. Now, if I were
0: Mike there, I'd say, No, Art, he's not good. I don't think, but my, but my point
1: is, I don't think Mike would do that. Mike I would actually he, be right in that case. I think if he, he would didn't. say, Okay, I'll th- thank you, Art. Sham interview. And then, and then I think, No. And then I think he comes back, and if he doesn't want, an Ooh. offensive coordinator like that, well, then you know what? I'm so fried right now. I'm so burnt out. I think I'm going to take some time off. So wait a minute. The only offensive coordinator Art wants him to interview is Luke Getze? No, I'm just I'm, – well, don't, how many other guys interviewed when Todd Haley got the job? No, I know. I'm saying if the offense if, – if the owner makes it clear who he wants his offensive coordinator to be in a wink-wink, nod-nod way, which he did 10 years God, ago – God, if it was
0: specifically Luke Getsy, I would be like, hell
1: no. But, it, I mean, is that a totally crazy hypothetical? That's that's what they like to do. Matt Canada wasn't from Pittsburgh, but Tomlin knew him because he worked at Pitt and obviously the recruiting of his son at Maryland. And also, by the way, like, Art probably is not going to say no to that because, hey, Art, watched those offenses at Pitt, and they scored 30-plus points a game. So if you have some connection or tie to Pittsburgh, that's usually a good starting point with the owner, I think. If the owner gets involved in these things, Hmm.
0: man, I'm I'm just you just said the one name right now, the guy who couldn't figure out how to use Justin Fields correctly, like all that stuff.
1: I'm just painting a scenario where what just happened in Seattle, what would what would cause Mike Tomlin to not want to coach next year? I don't think he's legitimately burnt out, but I think he could use that as an excuse. If he doesn't like the direction of the team that's being, maybe not mandated, but strongly suggested or recommend, I, recommended I to him by the owner. And we know that Art does those you've things.
0: you put me in a weird spot answering this because you, on one hand, I think Art should step in if Mike is continuing to be like very underwhelming with the guys he wants to hire for the job. I agree. But then when you say Art would step in and hire a guy worse than anybody he could hire, otherwise, I say, no, Art, stay away. Which gets me back to sort of the entire circle we drive around in with this team. It's like, are they ever going to break out of sort of the idea of, A, you can win with a conservative offense, and B, you have to hire people who are only connected to Pittsburgh. That's nice when it's Andy Weidel and he has the chops because he helped build one of the best rosters still, top to bottom, in the NFL. It doesn't work so much if your entire broad scope as the owner is, hey, that kid who's from Munhall, yeah, I know he just got fired, but... It didn't work for him in Chicago, but maybe it'll work here. Come on, like, I'm of two very different minds there based on the one name you threw out.
1: Let's, I'm just, even if Tomlin were to step away from football and shock the world, what do you think the odds are Luke Getsy's name gets at least attached to the Steelers' offensive coordinator job and they interview him? I would put it at very close to 100%.
0: Attached in what way? Like somebody out there reports this is Here happening? Here are the
1: candidates for the Steelers offensive coordinator now, job. Wait, did Boom, they, the did kid they, locally. they put
0: Luke Getzi in because they know they're supposed to put a local person in? Is it like the tail wagging the dog here? Well, I know Art's going to want a local guy, and well, Luke Getzi went to Steel Valley, and well, yeah, he just did get fired, but still. Yes,
1: yes, and yes. I think that the well, reporters yes. will do that, and then, I think that the owner will probably want the coach to do uh, his homework on a Pittsburgh guy who's been an offensive coach in the league who's just become available. I would, you, yeah, and why did he just become available? Because last year, the Bears' passing offense was worse than the Steelers, if you can believe that. And that would not represent progress. Do You think, I just feel like,
0: I, I feel like Art, in this scenario, Art is finding out who he wants to hire or Mike to interview for the job by Googling offensive coaches NFL Pittsburgh.
1: Just Yeah, but just I also think it could apply to quarterbacks, too. I mean, what if Art, I'm going to give you another wild scenario. No, I don't think you'll mind this one as much. What if Rudolph beats the Bills? Okay. And Art, who we, has gone on record as saying very complimentary things about Mason Rudolph in the past, what if he all of a sudden is like, you know what? I believe in this guy. I want to give him another look next year. I want him back on the team, and I want him to legitimately have a chance to be the starting quarterback. And he lets Mike know that when the season ends.
0: Despite the fact that ultimately I don't think Mason's ever going to be an upper crust or even average starter in the league, maybe average at best, and that's that's projecting a lot and, and putting a lot of weight in the Geno Smith experience, uh, I would be much more at peace and uh, and okay with that, because then we would have actually seen Art make a decision based on four games that are really good. I know,
1: but we I think the we, we all agree that Mike's only playing Rudolph because he feels like he. Had to when Trubisky got hurt. He was so desperate.
0: And now he's only playing him because even he knows that if he were to bench him for Kenny Pickett, it right. would be an insane move. And, and I'm characterized sh- yeah, as And such.
1: I, I think, again, in that situation, if Mike's like, wait a minute, I've got to come back in 2024 and beyond, and my owner really thinks that Mason Rudolph is an NFL starting quarterback? Um, you know... Can I have my agent call the head of broadcasting at CBS now and just kind of figure out what the money is? Like, I, I think in those situations, if things if it was put to him that way, maybe he would want to get out of Dodge. I mean, if it's just if Art is just basically like, you know what, Mike, you've done such a good job here the last almost twenty years now. This is your fiefdom. Here is your contract extension. Here is the money. Keep doing what you're doing. That I think Mike would, of course he's not burnt out, of course he loves coaching, all of those things.
0: Does he think, though, that what he's doing and the team he's building is a serious Super Bowl contender year after year? Mike? Does he look at it and say we are, he knows what, he'll never say that he knows this, I'm busy, I don't read the stuff you guys read. He knows they're 10-point underdogs. he's going to be
1: on his bulletin board of things to did, say
0: to get them fired up Did you up notice he
1: didn't do the, we're in the single elimination tournament, anything can happen? Line yesterday, he did not say, like, the... Do you think he would have if Kenny was playing quarterback? What no. do you?
0: Why do you think he didn't say it? Because he knows they're projected to get their asses I kicked? I don't know.
1: I guess that's the, that's my fundamental Tacitly, thing. I do think that in Tomlin's heart of hearts, he feels like the Rudolph bubble is going to burst. I do think he believes that. Then I think I he's... Va-
0: okay, it might. He might end up being right about that. And if he thinks that it's a no-brainer slam dunk to go back to Kenny based on anything Kenny's shown in his entire career then he doesn't really know what he's watching worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over
2: Honestly, I, I think uh, Coach Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL history. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Absolutely, I think the talk is crazy for him, for, for people to consider or think that, that he wouldn't be our coach next year. I think uh, it would be uh, um, terrible for him not to be.
1: I want to chalk that up to Troy just can't bring himself to say a bad word about anybody. And not that he puts Tomlin in that kind of rarefied air. Or maybe what was what made a Hall of Fame coach, or what was what made someone qualified to be a great coach 15 years ago, is not is no longer what makes a coach great today. Game can pass you by, but you're
0: skating on the razor's edge, even as you say that, because you have already gone on record as said, if he wins this game this weekend, uh-huh. take all these nicely packaged comments by you, very well thought out arguments. Heave them out the window, defenestrate them, if you'd like me to use a very big word, and then give the man a contract extension. A study in contrast. It'll be
1: like when West Virginia won that bowl game with Bill Stewart and after said, Rich boom, Rod left. They'd and beat they beat Georgia. No, that was Oklahoma, I oh, think. That, that no, no,
0: no, you're right. Another team
1: wearing Fiesta red and white. Bowl, and yep. they were just yep. in a drunken hysteria, and, and, and just they said, what the them. hell, Bill? Let's do it. You're our guy. Take that interim tag off and be our head coach. That's how I would feel about. How Mike. many dad gums you think would have been set in that room if they, if they can if they can beat
0: this team? You'll be swept up in a euphoric haze because I know you personally will then feel like they are a very live animal to go beat Baltimore and make it to the AFC. Oh, title definitely. Game.
1: Yeah, I will feel that way.
0: And then honestly, if they get that far, what's the worst they're going to see? Probably Kansas City and maybe Cleveland.
1: I think the two best teams are the one and two seeds. I think the seeds ended up breaking right this year. So they would have gone through the two best. Because of the way that Jacksonville and Kansas City sputtered and fell apart in the second half of the year, plus the Joe Burrow injury with the Bengals. That's what knocked out three teams, in my opinion. Kansas City's own demise, uh, Burrow's injury, and then I would say Lawrence's injury. Man, it's so hard for me to imagine.
0: I know I'm I'm cross-pollinating here. It's so hard for me to imagine them getting past Buffalo and then either giving Baltimore a great game or actually winning without imagining both the following two things. Mason's playing really well both times, and Mike just has to, like, grit his teeth and say, I have to call it like it is. The guy has carried us to the AFC title They'd have to
1: use the Titans formula. Titans went into New England and then went into Baltimore, and can, can Ryan Tannehill get hot? Like, can Rudolph do a Ryan Tannehill facsimile? Can Najee Harris be... Uh, Derrick Henry, can your defense rise up and make plays? You know, the, a team that is not really built all that differently from the Steelers did go to the uh, AFC Championship game four years ago. That's not that long ago. That's not like me citing something from 05, you know, the Steelers as a six seed no, going to the Super they're Bowl. they're built similar. I mean, Tannehill is a
0: very good athlete, so I don't compare him and Rudolph foot speed-wise. Tannehill could actually take off and run, but they That's played. Right. They did play the game similarly. They tried to pound you on the run and then hit you with some play action shots. I do think it's um, notable that Troy Polamalu went to the mat for Mike Tomlin, given that we know there was some at least initial frostiness for a while about the way it ended. A voicemail apparently. Yes. Troy, thanks. But you're cut. And then there were some frosty feelings that I, I would think say had to get right thawed. now.
1: I am hoping that Tomlin looks at life outside of coaching for a year or two. That that is still before this game gets played. That is still my hope that he you know sees the light on that.
0: You are an amazing prisoner of the moment on this. I j- I just I've I known just, you Chris, for a long time. Just went- it's just wild that you say in one breath we're. F- what is it, 96 hours or whatever from this game being played, man, I wish he would decide he wants to coach somewhere else so the Steelers can turn over a new leaf. And if the final score is 27-24 Steelers, 4.05 on Sunday afternoon, uh, triumphant Mason Rudolph, tears in his eyes as he takes the Steelers back to Baltimore. You're going to be taking one of those selfie videos going, the Steelers must extend Mike Tomlin's
1: contract, the best coaching job I've ever seen, and one of the greatest upsets in playoff history. Oh, I've already got my song picked out for if that happens. Some Kind of Wonderful by Grand Funk Railroad. (laughs) Donnie, you don't think I'm crazy for putting this that amount of stock in this game, do you?
3: Well, w- whenever we talked about it yesterday, and I thought once we kind of laid out what Mike Tomlin's playoff history is, it does make sense because this would absolutely be the biggest slash most... Im- I guess I, would, I can't say biggest. He did win a Super Bowl and multiple AFC Championship games, but it would be the most impressive playoff win that he has on his docket. I mean... How many times we noted one time in his career that he has won a playoff game as an underdog, and it was a very slight one at that under a field goal. This is a two-score underdog-type game against one of the league's most exciting and explosive quarterbacks. If, if, they, if they pull that off, yeah, it does carry a lot of weight. When is the last
1: time a double-digit underdog won in the playoffs? You guys know?
3: Was it that Titans-Ravens
1: game? Bingo. That's it. 2019 is the last time it happened. Last year, it almost happened. The Dolphins were a double-digit dog with Skylar Thompson against the Bills. They lost by three. So I wanted to ask Bill Cower about this Tomlin stuff and about the Steelers game. It's on CBS. So I emailed CBS and asked about Coach. I'm going to read for you guys the response I got back. Bill says Mike needs to stick to the running game. Hi, Andrew. Coach has a lot going on this week. Including taping some extra features for the NFL today. So we have those to look forward to on Sunday. So it doesn't look like it's going to work out this week. Sorry about that exclamation point.
0: Did you get like a regards or a
1: best? I didn't include that part in the email. I might have.
0: How, how should I feel about that? The, the exclamation point on the end of it is kind of like an FU. Sorry about that big guy. You Better f- luck next time. At least they didn't tell you he was
1: on a safari do you, or something. Do you believe <laughs> He's at the dentist for the 18th time in a year. We've gotten those. Do you believe that if it was just the same amount of features, we'd have Cower on Friday?
0: And that the extra features have really created The extra a features.
1: No. Donnie, you get responses like this all the time as a producer when you're trying to book guests. What do you think here? Legitimately, if they did not put Bill, more on Bill Cower's plate, do you think we'd have him on the show Friday? though
3: no. <laughs> mm, i mean I, I i like the chances like since you were the one that reached out like i feel like it's a lot easier whenever i reach out to somebody it's a lot easier for that person to either squash
1: you like a bug n-
3: not answer or just say like hey i have whatever going on you and know i we, basically just have to say like okay sounds good thanks for the malsey we can
1: do detective work on this in an hour adidi are there really extra features on the
3: nfl today? This well, now what, Very how, how funny would it be sitting in front of the TV on Sunday? You got the pregame coverage pulled up. You don't see a single extra feature <laughs> with Bill Cowher. There's no
0: Cowher. Cowher's like his, somehow. They all got
3: left in the cutting somehow room make some. Somehow they
0: make some small talk and Cowher goes, it's been a really relaxing week for me. I've just been you excited when, to get ready for playoff you know, football. Guys,
1: the phone hasn't been ringing to do any hits in Pittsburgh. I used to have to coach in these games and being able to just hang out at home and Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time to talk to Mike Florio, pro football talk. You'll see him Saturday on NBC, Football Night in America. Then Sunday, three games on NBC and Peacock this week. texans Bengals, Chiefs-Dolphins. And then Sunday night, Matthew Stafford's return to uh, Detroit. Rams and Lions. And Steelers and Chiefs, Sunday afternoon. Steelers B- and Bills. Steelers and And bills. you had Texans and Bengals in there. Are you, I'm out of my mind. you am doing okay? I, I am. I'm, I I did what I promise myself and listeners I should never do, and that's read something while I'm talking. And that's why I completely mangled that. Sorry, sorry to you. Sorry to Mike Florio, who joins us right now. All right, Mike, we've got Jay Glazer and uh, Adam Schefter. <laughs> Talking about Mike Tomlin possibly taking a break after the season. Your thoughts?
2: Well, I thought Schefter said he would do it after his contract expired next year, and Glazer said it's up to him whether or not whether or not he wants to come back. So I, I, I just, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said the day of the Bengals Steelers game. They're not going to fire him, and that was in the midst of a three game losing streak after the two game or the two win Cardinals two win. Patriots getting embarrassed to a certain extent by the Colts, they weren't going to fire him. And there was no indication that he was unhappy in any way, shape or form. Why would he be unhappy now if he wasn't unhappy then? So I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't know why he wouldn't want to coach at least through next year. But again, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They had no reason to think it was happening when the season was at a low point. And even if they get blown out on Sunday, they still can be proud of what they did this season. So we'll see. Mike, you know how these things happen,
0: maybe behind the scenes sometimes, how the sausage gets made, how how you know leverage works, and some of these people attempt to use it. What's your theory as to why a guy like Glazer, who's closer to Tomlin than anyone in the media, would even suggest this then?
2: Well, I know when Glazer put out the idea of, and I think we talked about it, or I, I, I can't remember whether we talked about it here, but he put out the idea of, of Tomlin being traded, which I guess is still a possibility, right? If he wants out, I, again, I, I would need to pull up that show and see exactly what he said, because, you know, the problem is a word here, a word there changes the meaning completely. And I don't know that, that, you know, if it, if it was going to happen, if it was coming, I feel like we'd have a greater sense of it. But again, I don't know. You know, he is going to do whatever he wants to do. But I don't have any reason to think he would walk away after a season like this. What else is he going to do? And I guess we'll just see.
1: Mike, what if none of us know yet because it hinges on the conversation that Rooney and Tomlin have at the end of the year? Like what if they have different opinions on who the next offensive coordinator should be, for example?
2: I mean, if someone's already thinking about leaving and the conversation doesn't go the way he wants, then, yeah, that can be a factor as well. I mean, isn't that kind That's
1: of what happened in Seattle today? I mean, am I, am I reading that wrong?
2: I don't know that, that there was any specific catalyst for it. It may have just been a situation where it's time. And the thing that fascinates me the most about the Seahawks situation Allen Allen's going to sell that team at some point. Now, she's got no mandate as to when she's going to sell it, but she's going to sell it. And it makes it hard, I think, to get the best possible coach if you're planning to sell sooner than later. I think this move today tells me she didn't plan on selling that team anytime soon. She's planning on going out there and hiring somebody who's going to be a short- and long-term answer as head coach, and she'll sell whenever she gets around to selling because I thought she would just keep Pete Carroll as the coach until it was time For her to put the team on the market it's a weird situation where she's under a mandate to sell and donate the proceeds of the sale to one of the charities her late brother paul allen supported but there isn't a specific timetable for doing it so yeah i i just my only guess there is she decided it was time and she decided she's going to own that team for at least a few more years longer
0: Mike, I love that we get to ask you questions like this because I feel like this sort of weird stuff only happens with the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin, a little bit defensive at his press conference yesterday when he was asked why he had not yet moved Mason Rudolph above Kenny Pickett on the Steelers' depth chart. That Rudolph was starting, but he was still the number two. And Tomlin basically said, would it make you happy if I did? It's not a big
2: deal. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's it, It's funny. They don't want to come out and admit what we all know. And Why do you think they don't want to admit up, it? Well, I don't think they're ready to admit they screwed up with their first round pick last year. I, don't think, I think that's part of it. There's a certain amount of ego that comes into it. There's a certain amount of it doesn't really matter. And, and you know, if, they, if Mason Rudolph cools off and they go back to Kenny Pickett, it's less glaring if they haven't flipped them. So, you know, if Mason Rudolph struggles first half on Sunday against the Bills, but the defense keeps it close, do you go back to Kenny Pickett? Maybe you do. You know, we've seen this before when a starter's injured, and they used to call it the 100% rule. Starter gets injured, backup comes in, backup plays well, and when's the starter going to play when he's 100%? He's just never 100% or at least not 100% until the, the backup cools off. I, that's probably why they don't want to do it. They're keeping the option open of flipping back to Kenny Pickett, and it it's stranger if they officially put Rudolph ahead of Pickett. Do you think Mason
1: Rudolph will be the Steelers' starting quarterback next year, Mike?
2: I think only if they would win on Sunday. And even then, I'd, they're going to have options. And, yeah, I mean, he was third on the depth chart for a reason. I don't think he magically accessed some greater – reservoir of talent and ability that shocked everyone they just started throwing the ball more to 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 the receivers so I suspect in comparison to the other options they're going to have for next year it's not going to be him I think he's earned a spot whether or not somebody else looks at him and says hey we'll offer him more than the Steelers that's a different story but I don't I don't think he's the starter unless they really go on a tear here in the playoffs and that may take more than one win to make it happen
0: You think if somebody that was quarterback needy or needed a bridge quarterback offered him a starting job for minimal money, like that he would take that no matter what, even if somebody that maybe had a young quarterback and was willing to pay him a Mitch Trubisky premium to be the backup came calling, he'd automatically just take the starting job no matter what the cash situation was?
2: Well, one of the things that we see and we saw with Trubisky when he came to Pittsburgh, you take that job as a free agent you hold up the jersey, you're the starting quarterback, and then they draft somebody and you're on borrowed time. So that complicates it as well. If somebody would pay him, you know, mid-level to low-level veteran starter money and then in comes in quarterback, I, just, I think there's, he, he's going to have to do more than what he's done to land on somebody's radar screen as a starter for next year, and he gets that opportunity on Sunday.
1: Mike, are we going to see more NFL playoff games on streaming? services after this year?
2: I don't know. I really don't. Because there's a balance the NFL needs to strike. If they go too far with removing high-profile games from three-letter network over-the-air broadcast, they potentially invite Congress to start rattling the sword about the broadcast antitrust exemption. And I won't bore everyone with a dissertation on what that means, but the broadcast antitrust exemption is what lets the NFL save the network's You buy the rights to all games for all teams, not just the Cowboys home games, not just the Jaguars home games. And the NFL has been doing that for 50-plus years to hold the league together. If they start spending too much time requiring people to spend too much money to watch these high-profile games, that's when they have to worry about Congress talking about taking away the broadcast antitrust exemption. So it may just be one a year for the foreseeable future, and it may never get beyond one, two at the most. In a 13-game postseason,
1: Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. He'll be wa- he'll be working three games this weekend, starting with the Texans and Browns on Saturday. Mike, thanks so much. We appreciate it. we really need new
0: phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with
1: eligible trade-in
0: when you switch.